0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Future of BizTech. I'm your host, JC Granger. I have another fantastic guest with me on the show today. And listen, if you end up loving this episode, please show your love and appreciation by following this podcast wherever you're listening and give it a five-star review. Put some nice comments behind it because that is how other techies like you and I find cool podcasts like this. And today, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing the founder and CEO of Gives.com with a Z at the end, Andrew Foreman. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, what what is it that Gives does?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, JC. This is uh, exciting. And yeah, to give you a, a bit of background, what about me, about what does Gives do? So on, on my end, let's see where to even start. I uh, did six years of investment banking. I'll give you the real quick rundown. Six years of investment banking, also founded a nonprofit during that time. So kind of separated the pay the bills and have some sort of impact type of deal. Went back to business school, uh, attended HBS for two years and came out of, uh, of Boston basically saying, okay, I want to start my own company that's going to have about this double bottom line type of uh, type of activity, right? Where it's like, hey, this is good for the world, but it's also good for the investors and shareholders in the company. And so how do you make that happen? And so Gives is doing that on a, on a couple of different levels. And so the first thing that we do is we allow brands to run donation-based incentives. So the hypothesis is that brands are trying to get away from discounts as much as possible. The consumer is really wising up. And, and at the end of the day, discounts, while they still drive short-term sales, people know that they're just they're not like getting this amazing deal. They're actually just paying for a lower quality product, and that you know something that's two hundred dollars discounted to one hundred dollars really should just cost one hundred dollars in the first place. Of course, they'd rather pay hundred dollars than two hundred dollars. But if they if they will definitely pay two hundred dollars for an item that should be worth two hundred dollars, and so that is uh, t- kind of the rub that that brands are kind of running up against against discounting here, where they're like, hey, like we can't just mark it up and 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 knock down the knock down the discount piece, because then we're going to have to do that for the rest of time. Uh, and so why don't we just sell our, our, our goods at full price for what they actually should be worth and the quality that they're manufactured at? And then how do we incentivize people? If we're not going to use discounts, how do we incentivize people to actually care and buy right now? And, and that's starting to come across as hey, social impact is extremely important here, but everybody cares about different things. So how do you do it? You use donation incentives. You say, hey, buy today. You're going to get $10 to give to any charity you want if you buy right now. And we make that really easy for any brand to be able to do that.
0: So that's cool. I mean, that's one thing that I took a lot of interest in this when I, I heard about your company kind of coming through the pipeline, so to speak here. But tell us how... Like an e-commerce brand, like how does it work for them when they are plugging into your system? Like, like what does that look like in its real nature, right? So, what, so they have a product, it's a hundred dollars, and they say, what uh, if you know twenty dollars of that is going to go to a charity you pick? Like, how does it look in real time? How how is the user experience even understanding or knowing that they're giving while buying?
1: Yeah. So it manifests itself anywhere that you, and the reason I always draw the comparison to discounts, because anywhere you would find out about a discount code is the same way that you'd find out that you're going to get money to give to a charity when you buy this product, right? So the banner on top of the site, spend $300 or more on our site, we'll give you $30 to give to a charity of choice. It comes in a banner. You can. We've had companies do a bunch of social posts around this. We've had companies talk about it in their emails and the of every email. Don't forget when you spend over 200 dollars you get twenty dollars to give to a charity of your choice. But does it
0: allow the, does it allow the user to pick the charity? Does it like take him to another screen and say like now pick the charity you want to send that thirty dollars to or whatever?
1: Yes, that's actually embedded. So our tech gets embedded in the thank you confirmation page. So after somebody makes a purchase, so very importantly, you don't want, you know, from a user experience standpoint, you don't want to take people away or make people think about what charity they want to support individually just yet until they've made the purchase. Make the purchase, know that you're going to get, you know, all that upfront stuff, know that you're going to get money to give to a charity of your choice. And that actually we've shown Enhances their ability to say yes. I want to buy this right now. Do I really need another pair of four hundred dollars shoes? I don't know, but I'm going to get forty dollars to give to charity. Boom! I do it right. And so cool. that is uh, that that psychology piece up front is is what we're focused on. But in terms of what you're asking, okay, how does it actually work? Right after you make the purchase, embedded on the thank you confirmation page, you now have forty dollars to give to whatever charity you care about, and you'll see highlighted charities that the that the brand cares about that you can easily choose, or you can go in and search and we have over 174,000 different charities that people could choose from.
0: That's really cool. Okay. See that, I like that because that's very engaging with the user experience and you know, you, you got, yeah. What what was, what was the name of the company? Was it, was it Tom's? What, What was the one where it was like buy a pair, give a pair, like who started that?
1: Tom's. Yeah. So that's it, was exactly Tom's. Right. it was Tom's. Yeah. yeah so, Tom's. It, it, so
0: yeah. They, you know, they kind of broke the mold, you know, or created, I should say, more or less on, on that giving aspect. And we all saw the results of that, right? It was really good. Um, um, but this is interesting because it, it allows a little more user engagement. Other than just knowing that it's going to go somewhere, you get to actually decide and, and pick. Which is
1: pretty cool. If, and exactly. And if you if you actually follow Tom's journey all the way through, it's quite interesting. And so we talk about it as Tom's 2.0 because Tom's actually had to do a 2.0. So so it was really good in the beginning. And everybody remembers Tom's like, oh man, they were taking off like wildfire. You buy a pair of shoes, yeah. they give a pair of shoes. And they were maniacal on the good end about giving a pair of shoes, which was great. But they kept giving pairs of shoes to this one specific charity or place. And that place eventually they, they did so well that that place like didn't really need any more shoes. Um, and so yeah. they, uh, so they kind of ran into this like problem where they were just like, well, we had, we said we were going to do what we have to do. it. so they just kept sending shoes. They were like, please stop sending shoes. And then it <laughs> actually ended up being like a news story. And, yeah. um, and then ultimately, you know, Tom's had to like file for bankruptcy and like, and, and, and kind of like, uh, revamp their, their systems. And so they came out Tom's 2.0. And now if you buy Tom's, they actually do uh, sort of what we're talking about here. They give you six choices. Like, do you want to send a pair of shoes to someone or like, you know, or, or five other things. Right. And so they've already kind of come across to, to what we're, to what we're talking about. We're trying to bring that philosophy to everybody, but, but really make it personalized. Right. So the six choices to me, it's a start. It's a good, it's a good thing. But at the end of the day, I have a friend, who runs a charity that she works extremely hard on. If I buy a pair of Tom's shoes and I could donate 20 bucks to her charity, that would be meaningful to me and therefore a whole lot better for Tom's at the end of the day.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. So, um, I mean, I'm a marketing guy. So I always like to ask a little bit about how are you getting the word out about Gives? I mean, you're on the podcast. So, okay, so PR check, right? Yeah. <laughs> what else uh, do you are you guys doing internally to go after? And what, and what brands... Specifically, you're going after big, big giant ones, you're going after mom and pops, like you know, yeah. What's the target and how you get in there?
1: Yeah. Part of the issue, I think, on our
0: marketing side is
1: that we we've had success across the board, right? We've had success across the board. And so toning in on that, like who is the exact perfect customer for us has been very difficult. We've got H&M as our, as a large, largest client. We've got some, a ton of brands that you've never heard of as small clients, right? Um, And so how do you, how do you focus? Like, well, if we get a bunch more H&Ms, we should really focus there, but those are hard, long enterprise sales cycles. How do you do that? For us, we started to, we really invested in the Shopify ecosystem and we recognized pretty quick that While we could get a ton of these long tail Shopify stores, the larger Shopify stores are really where we wanted to focus, Shopify Plus, and and we're actually now about to roll out a Shopify POS uh, integration that is going to be really interesting for in-store shopping. So being able, allowing people in store, you know, the store can put up a sign saying, Hey, when you spend over $50 today, you get $5 to give to a chair of your choice. And then like the little
0: logos will pop up on the screen or something. You could just tap it kind of
1: thing. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's something that we're really excited about also because it is hopefully going to get us exposure to some larger, Shopify brands that already are gonna have store presence, et cetera, et cetera. So that type of you know, physical retail presence. So that's that's one thing that we're excited about. There's a bunch of different conferences that we think about and 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 try to and try to attend. And then it's really, but the way we've grown to date is really word of mouth. It's hard to describe what it is that we do. So from a marketing perspective, I wish I would have invested in brand marketing a bit more earlier. We it is hard to I mean, not only brand marketing, but also product, product marketing. Like what is it that we do? And people are like, Oh, you guys do like roundup stuff. It's like, no, we don't do. Roundup. Yeah, see, it's I can see where all.
0: somebody would, would think it's roundup. Cause that's another model. That's pretty popular. Right.
1: That's a bit, it's much, it's even more popular I'd say. Right. Um, yeah. But I'd say it's way less effective. So it's killer on two fronts. People are like, Oh, I tried that roundup stuff. It doesn't work. And I'm like, I, that makes sense. Roundup doesn't have, it doesn't make sense. Roundup, if you think about it, right? Like somebody goes into—I use the in-store example of CVS here in here in New York. Somebody says, "Oh, like I wanted to go buy toothpaste at CVS," and so you're going to go in, you're going to spend whatever it is, five bucks and twenty-seven cents on toothpaste. Okay, great. So you go in, you're going to buy your toothpaste. You go, you check out. They're like, "Hey, do you want to donate an extra seventy-three cents to this charity that we've chosen for you?" That you probably don't really care about, but don't hate. I mean, it's probably something yeah, you're like, like, sure, why you know? you're like uh, okay, I don't know. Like how many people are looking at me in line? Like, do I really, <laughs> do I really want to do this? They're asking you for me for my own money now. And I'm like, uh, sure. Or no. And either way, if I say yes, like, man, I should have just like went on Amazon and used Amazon smile or something. And like, it didn't want to cost me anything or, if i said no now i'm like walking around feeling
0: bad <laughs> you know i should have done yeah it. But you can you can't tell me you hate puppies right like you yeah, know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so so it's uh, so like that does not have good business implications for cvs what i like about it is that it, a lot of people end up saying yes for just i don't know for different reasons but it gets a lot of money to that one charity but they they certainly don't have a better relationship with CVS because of it. Nobody's like, oh, like, yeah, thank It, you, it yes
0: inspires it. Uh, guilt rather than a positive emotion where you felt like you've done something good because you had choice. Choice is really the foundation of any, you know, totally. a positive emotion a- a- after the fact, right? It's like the- knowing so- that you got to do it. Right. And they just handed. it's like they handed you a 20 and said, where do you want that 20 to go? And you're like, Oh, I want it to go there. It's not my yeah. 20, it's your 20, you know? So yeah,
1: exactly. So you get the pot. So it's a, you're building that up. So, so for me, the, the flip side of that would be the gives version of that is CVS says you walk into CVS, you see a sign that says, Hey, spend $50 or more today. in CVS will give you five bucks. We'll hand you $5 to give to whatever charity you want. So now you go into the store, you're like, oh, I was going to buy toothpaste. All right, I'm $5.27 of the way there. But you know what? I actually needed all this stuff and this stuff. All of a sudden I've spent 70 bucks and I go to check out and I'm like, okay, I spent 70 bucks. So I'm like, okay, great. Here's $5 to give to whatever charity you want. They flip the screen around and you like choose a charity and now you feel great. Maybe you just, you know, last night had a charity event that you were like at or something and you have friends that have charities you have family members that have charities whatever it may be you're going to give it to their charity you're gonna be like this is what i truly care about and now cbs has that information as well so the next time they go to email you they're gonna say hey we know you care about this particular charity come back spend a hundred dollars this time and we'll give you 10 more dollars to give to that charity and you're like okay so that is what we're trying to build
2: Does your tech company have the right marketing systems and strategies in place so you don't have to do it all yourself? Are you frustrated that you're not getting the ROI on your marketing budget that you know you should? Well, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. For the last 10 years, we've been helping companies just like yours make huge returns on their marketing budget. So for more information, go to our website, www.infinitymgroup.com, or you can email us at info at infinitymgroup.com, or if you prefer the phone, give us a call at 303 303- to find out how we can help your tech company make more money. Now back to the show. So,
0: yeah, I know you touched on it a little bit when we first started, but you know, what inspired you to create this, right? I mean, like, I get the idea of saying, I want to create something that can also help give back. But why right like I mean and I don't mean that in, in some nihilistic way like why does anyone care I just mean is did something happen did you go through something or you know where did you see things in the industry that you hated and you're like this is bullshit we need to you know make this better I mean what what was that moment where you're like this is the idea I'm not just going to make an e-commerce you know SaaS platform I'm going to make one that does this in particular yeah I for me so I was the treasurer of a non-profit and I had
1: friends who were working at retail companies, and we were trying to make this partnership work. And it was just so much harder than it should have been so much red tape, so much internal bureaucracy on top of legal bureaucracy that I was like, man, this is nuts. There has to be a better way. And like our industry must be shifting towards how do you how do nonprofits and corporations work together? Because they each have something that 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 the other wants right like there's a symbiotic relationship to be struck there and for me i just felt if i could build a really big business around that hypothesis that would be the home run Um, and so i spent you know my time business school trying to figure out where does that intersection make sense And that's and ultimately where we shook out. It was a long road to get here. My first idea was a Venmo for charitable giving. And it was direct to consumer, you know, everybody downloading an app to donate to a charity of your choice. That didn't work out. And we pivoted into this. And I think this is what we should have been doing the whole time. Obviously, I wish I had known. Um, But this is, um, this is where it it was meant to be. And, And now, you know, as we think about that second piece, not only, so there's an an increase in average order value or an increase in conversion rate, increase in sales, however way you want to slice it when you use Gives now as a e-commerce store, but I'm already getting pressure from both the stores as well as the charities to be more connected. So, you know, when somebody, when you spend that $50 or more at CVS, for example, and they spin it around, which charities show up? Well, there should be a marketplace there where the charities that show up are actually posting about people, like posting to people, hey, go shop at CVS, spend $50 or more, get the $5 and give it to us because you're, you have choice. You have an agency. You have agency. You, in this model, as the end consumer, you have the power to donate to whatever charity you want. And so charities should be talking about the fact that that's out there and, and the brands would obviously love that. And there, there's
0: your, your flywheel. Got it. If I knew then what I know now, kind of thing. Like we always wish we had a time machine, right? So, totally. <laughs> but this is where you're at. You're, you're here now, and that's what matters. Um. All right. So speaking of time machine, let's pivot towards the future, right? The, the future of biz tech. We got to talk about the future. So, first question is, where do you see your industry going? So, you know, kind of maybe the. And I, I guess for that, you're kind of in the middle of two industries, right? You're in a in in the in kind of the nonprofit giving platform industry, but then you're also in a, in an in a e-commerce SaaS industry you know, where do you see these industries going in the next maybe five or 10 years, whether it be through technology, legislation, culture, you know, just where you plus your competitors, like, where is this heading?
1: And I mean, I've, the hypothesis for me has always been that these two worlds are going to collide, right? Like commerce and social impact are going in the, in this, in the same direction and on a crash course in terms of, People care about what's behind their purchase these days. It did not used to be the case. Twenty, My parents did not care, right? Like that, they really didn't. They're like, whatever is the lowest price for the best quality stuff, like that's it. I think there's still a little bit of that, but there's definitely like, hey, like how did how did this get made now, right? Like is was it ethically sourced? Was it, you know, is this going to hurt the environment if people keep buying it this way? These are real questions now that people, companies have to answer and the younger generations especially are starting to say, no, we're not going to buy something that is unethically sourced. We're not going to do something that's bad for the environment over and over again. So we need to uh, we need to start start listening to, to this type of thing. Right. And so for me, it's they are they are going together culturally it's going to be you buy whatever you're buying any physical and goods that you're buying and even virtual goods if you're talking about you know the the metaverse and everything like that why are people buying skins in the metaverse why are people buying sweatshirts in real life that have particular sayings on them or particular designs it's it's because they want to signal It's all about signaling who you are as a person and, and more and more people want to signal, Hey, I care about this world that we all live in together. And I think that's where, where it is heading. So, so as much as I'd like to, as as much as I like to say, yeah, I want, I do this because we've sent $2 million to charity and we want to send a billion dollars to charity. We do, and we will, but I also think this is where the world is actually moving. And therefore this is where the money's going to be.
0: Perfect. no, no I, That that I can see and that I can agree with. Um, now let's talk about your company, right? Uh, my audience likes to get the inside track on some new stuff. So what do you, what do you got coming down the pipeline here? I mean, where's Gives going specifically, yeah. maybe roadmap style features or just any general shifts yeah. or direction? So two big things that we have coming. One is that that POS
1: piece that we're looking at, so point of sale uh, for for Shopify, we're excited on that front. Something that's even more maybe techie and and consumer and a bit more of a shift that we're excited about is we're, in building out our offering and our platform, we had the Shopify integration and then we wanted to build like a platform agnostic API so that any company could use us, right? Right. And then as we built this out and we were just we're going through the final touches of like, hey, here's the full platform, it's beautiful. You can, you know, any brand can now say, All right, here I'm gonna I want to create a $10 to give to charity link. Boom, go. We we have a jewelry store who wants to create a hundred dollar links because if people spend over twelve hundred dollars at their store, they're gonna get a hundred dollars to give to charity. Great, you can log in, create those links, no problem. And one of our engineers added a share button on there, right? And he was like, you know, maybe, maybe, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. Like a a, a jewelry store creates a hundred dollar link. They don't want to share that all over the place on 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 Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook because then people are going to be donating without having made the purchase. That needs to be guarded, you know? But then I took a step back and I was like, wait a second. That's actually interesting if we open it up. Back to to individuals, so I do get this from my friends all the time, where they're like, "Hey, like I want to donate, I want to donate a hundred bucks. I don't know where to donate that." And so, if we actually open that up, that feature up to everybody, and we're about to do this, you know, in in the coming months, where we open up to everybody and put that share button on there. So I'm really glad he did this. Where you set a limit, you say, "Hey, I want to donate a hundred dollars. I want to donate it in five dollar increments," and my friends or followers or whatever it may be, tell me where this should go. And so create, you know, a, a link that says the first 20 people that click on this link, allocate $5 to the charity that you care about most. And I want to support my friends. And so that's a feature that we're rolling out here in, in, in relatively short order
0: that we are excited about. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, let me ask you, I want to switch to a personal question. So I asked this to some of my guests what did you want to do when you like, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? And then is, is this it? Or if not, how did it get here? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, so when I was a kid growing up, I wanted to play football professionally, obviously. Right. Like that was, no, um, <laughs> that was uh that was childhood dream. And then I, as I got older and realized that that was not going to happen, I, Thought about you know, all right, what is it that you that you want to be when you grow up? I I loved math and numbers, so I was like, all right, I could be a math teacher. Was like you know, kind of the next like, and I was like, okay, but I I don't know, I don't know that I want to. My retirement plan still. Once I'm you know, once I'm unable to be running around and pounding the pavement all day every day, I will retire and become a math teacher. That is something that I want to do at some point. But I uh, I think. At the end of the day, I, I yeah, once I gave up on the football dream, I really didn't know. And so I went into investment banking because that was the, you know, opportunity to in my mind that opened the most amount of doors. You could kind of do anything from there uh, and and had a good base of, of, of salary.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, so li- listen, since you're since you're uh, you know a young entrepreneur, if you what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? on your journey through all this? Or what have you learned that you think would be the best piece of advice you could give?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for best piece of advice I've been given, man, there's been so much. It's so hard to, uh, so so much good advice, so much bad advice. But I I think (laughs) the, the most important piece is if you're an entrepreneur, then your business revolves around you. You can't separate in the beginning, you can't separate out, you know. Oh, I think I, in the beginning, I was really trying to be like super objective and analytical about everything. And there's just nothing to analyze in the beginning. And people are betting on you as the CEO, as the founder to make this thing go. So you have to bet on you and trust yourself. And Make split second decisions and just go and run with them. Understanding, you know, that some of them are going to be wrong. Some of them are going to be right. You'll adjust as you go along, but you have to just put one front in front of the other and sprint (laughs) and you have to go as fast as you can and, and just, uh, and just trust yourself and, and don't hold yourself to too high of a standard. Just trust yourself that you're not sure what the right decision is. You're going to make this decision. You're going to make the right decision 70% 70% of the time. Great. Perfect. Let's go. Do it. Yeah. Just launch, right? You don't have to be perfect. You'll figure it out. Oh, definitely up. don't have to be perfect. Perfection is the enemy of progress, right? Like that is, yeah, can't be true.
0: Um, how can people uh, reach uh, your company? You know, like website type of style? And then also how could they reach you individually if they have maybe some bigger uh, deals uh in the world yeah.
1: yeah so uh, the website is gibbs G-I-V-Z.com. uh you can chat with me or remember the team there you can also book my calendar there um and then uh online you know i'm on linkedin uh always i, I do get a ton of uh whatever stuff there. Um, so, so if you have something, just put a message in there and I'm happy to, uh, happy to chat that you heard on me on this podcast and I'm, I'm I will immediately accept and, and and chat. Um, but also on Twitter, a 22, not super active these days. Um, but just kind of monitoring what's, what's going on.
0: Perfect. And listen, for everyone out there again, If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating, preferably with some writing behind it, so other techies like us can find and enjoy learning about all these amazing and helpful B2B softwares on the market today, just like Gives.com. Andrew, thank you so much again for being on the show, and I really appreciate you coming on, and I think what you're doing out there is great, and I wish you the best of luck with it.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Bye-bye.
2: Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Future of BizTech. I hope you got great value out of our discussion today. If so, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate it five stars. This helps a podcast jump into ratings to help other techies like you and I find it too. And remember, if you own or work for a B2B tech company and you're looking for highly targeted hot leads delivered to your inbox daily, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. We've been in business since 2010 and have helped hundreds of companies just like yours Make millions of dollars in marketing and lead gen ROI. So be sure to visit our website at www.infinitym, as in marketing, group.com. That's infinitymgroup.com. Or you can email us at at infoinfinitymgroup.com. Or you can call us at 303 834 7344. We look forward to talking with you. And I look forward to you listening to my next episode of Future of Bizdeck.